You are listening to the Way of Consciousness Radio Network programming to help you explore and rediscover and remember your inner divinity. This is a production of the Order of the Friends of Yeshua. The Order of the Friends of Yeshua community was created to offer support to those who continually seek to embody the Christ message of love, forgiveness, compassion, oneness, and peace. OFJ is not interested in creating yet another worldly structure which could by its very nature set itself apart and seeks not to focus on the personhood of Yeshua Jesus, but to share in the divine realization that he came to share with us, which is that we are all created in the image and likeness of God, and that the kingdom of God is within. OFJ Community is an all-inclusive community of spiritual seekers. We offer dialogue and studies for deep inner spiritual development in seminary courses for to ordain ministry. If you feel called to be a part of OFJ Community or to receive our monthly newsletter, please send an email to ofjcommunity at gmail.com. We'll be happy to send you information about membership in the various programs we offer. In these times of great change, OFJ Community's mission is to offer spiritual support Friendship and direction to all. Now, to our program. This is the Way of Consciousness. Good afternoon and welcome to the Way of Consciousness. We're here live on the Way of Consciousness Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio. I will be joined in a moment by my esteemed co-host, Lee Allen Peterson, who is here from the great state of Texas. I'm Linda Marie Nelson. I'm a member of the Order of the Friends of Yeshua, and I am broadcasting to you live from Nashville, Tennessee, where it's about, oh, 100 degrees and uh, very sunny, but we're supposed to get some rain, so I'm looking forward to that in the next couple of days. Before I uh, bring on Bishop Lee, I'd like to announce that our spiritual community, again, the Order of the Friends of Yeshua, will be offering some Skype uh, classes and discussion groups and seminars uh, beginning later this month, and some of our topics will be mastery consciousness, kind of deepening uh, the discussions we're having here on uh, these programs, and uh, we'll begin another series on the messages of Christ through understanding the Eastern Aramaic language that Christ spoke. So, if you are interested. In uh, participating, you can just grab a cup of coffee and be in your pajamas and be at your computer and and be a part of these classes. No driving, no gas, no no hotels. And uh, if you're interested in more information, please send us an email at ofjcommunity at gmail.com. I'd also like to mention that uh, currently we're live. It's 5 p.m. Eastern, and our call-in number is area code 347-237-5625. And we would earnestly and sincerely welcome your calls, your comments, your your participation uh, in this show where we're going to be talking about desire and creation. And so we're going to follow that thread of desire and gain a deeper understanding of how that helps us to have that co-creative consciousness 
and bring about things that happen in our lives. So without further ado, I'd like to uh, welcome my longtime friend and mentor, uh, Lee Allen Peterson from the great state of Texas. Good afternoon, Lee, and how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. I'm I'm good. good. I'm really good. Waiting for the weather to break a little. I understand you probably are too. Have you had any rain yet there in Texas? Rain? <laughs> no. Don't know what that we're, is we're, anymore, do you? <laughs> no, no, and, and we we believe it, it doesn't exist. It's it's like I hurricanes see. and other things of that nature that cause high winds and lots of water. They're really a figment of our imagination. I see. And, and they're totally non-existent. Well, we'll pray for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Well, I'm I'm uh, anything new to announce? Uh, anything uh, uh, that you can add to about our cu- uh, classes that are going to begin on Skype? Besides the two that I mentioned, is there any anything else new that you might uh, like to share? Well, not necessarily new. Uh, I do. I really want to plug your. Uh, discussion on the Aramaic language. Well, thank you. You know, a lot Well, a lot of t- it's very important that we understand the culture in which Jesus spoke and the language that he truly spoke because it directly influences the understanding of his message and and the authenticity of of his message to each and every one of us. And only through understanding uh, really understanding his words. And, you know, uh, the uh, Dr. Rocco Errico, uh who you studied with, we studied uh, the teachings that he studied also, uh, George Lamza, right. uh, in our seminary. And as a matter of fact, we used uh, the Peshitta as, as our, uh, that was our scripture, that was our Bible. And and so we learned early on uh, that you really have to to gain a knowledge uh, of what that is, and and you know there's over five thousand translational errors in the King James Bible. <laughs> I know and it's kind of mind-boggling, isn't it? <laughs> that's right, and it, it's a uh, and the reason for that is because the translators thought they were translated from Hebrew. And they weren't. Well, yeah, they were, that's part of the reason, trans- absolutely. They were translated from Aramaic. And and if you look at the two languages, the written version of the two languages, they're almost exactly alike. But the meaning of the true. words in each language can ha- can have quite a bit of difference. So I, yeah. just wanted, I just wanted to say, to let everybody know that this is a class well worth your time in taking because you can only be edified by this class. Well, thank you, Lee. And, uh, you know, I'm working with a a, – I finished a group recently uh, for several months. We worked on just the basics, and uh, and now I'm working with with, um, someone (laughs) one-on-one 
you know, it never ceases to expand for me. As many times as I've been through these books, as many times as I've, as I've facilitated discussions and taught it, it still keeps expanding for me. I, I seem to learn something even more. I get more insight every time I go through it. So I'm really excited about uh, bringing these these understandings to uh, through the OFJ um, Ministry of, of Teaching. So I'm I'm very honored to be able to do that. And um, so thank you for mentioning it. But I'm really excited about these shows that we're doing, um, which which uh, gives a practical, what I'm calling a practical uh, uh, life skills uh, to mastering the consciousness of the message of Christ, not not so much following the personality uh, of of the human being, but what he tried so hard to model and to teach us. So this uh, mastery course in the way of mastery is is um such a great uh, uh text, but it's in the discussing of it that it comes to life and it's in the discussing of it that you can really um start to see some practical applications to your own life and start to connect all the dots up. So I'm I'm excited about the uh the discussion we're going to have um uh, today about desire and creation, and we begin first with understanding uh, a bit about how how our consciousness, how our humanity arises out of, I love the analogy of the ocean and the wave, you know, or the sunbeam and the sun, you know, it's such a great analogy. You're a part of, and you might appear separate, but you're just so integral that you can't be separate. Absolutely. Absolutely, and that's, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, I was reading a little bit of William Law on Facebook, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> and he says that the very desire that we have to know God is placed in our hearts by God, and th- this is... Um, this is something we need to understand. In the Bible, it says He gives us the desires of our heart, mm-hmm. and a lot of people believe that means, "Oh, I'm going to get whatever I want." <laughs> <laughs> but what it's really saying is that He's placing the desires in our heart. <laughs> exactly. That, that we have we have desires in our heart. And I also want to mention that, you know, there are a lot of traditions right now that talk about detachment, and they talk about desire being the root of all suffering. Mm. And and you know, I that's unfulfilled desire, and that's desiring uh, with your human heart. Uh, these types of desire that we're talking about now, uh, and it's all a matter of your perspective. These right. desires that we're talking about now are, are desires that are really placed in our heart and nudging us towards a greater understanding of our relationship with the divine and its relationship to us. So with that in mind, I actually want to read uh, some of the text, because, okay. especially that quote that you were talking about. Uh, and I love your quote on Facebook today. <laughs> and, oh, thank uh, you. Uh, that was so powerful. Uh, 
And for those who don't know, she said that faith is not. Well, go ahead. You, it's yours. Say it. Well, faith doesn't mean that uh, things are going to be okay. You know that everything's going to be okay no matter what's going on. Faith is you're going to be okay no matter what's going to no matter what's going on. It's not it's not about everything in our life that's going to be okay, which it you know it could, it could mean that, but it's about your faith meaning you're going to be okay regardless of what's happening around you. That you cling to the rock, which is the the, the relationship within you of of the Christ consciousness or God or, you know, um, the presence within you. That's that's the rock. And so, uh, yeah, I came across that uh, from a friend, and I just, wow, it just made me sit back in my chair and really think for a minute, and I thought, I need to post this on Facebook. Uh, there was no origin as far as uh, who might have actually written that. So, uh, Oh, well, in I, that I case, I said it years okay. ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it's a, it's a, it's a really a powerful. It really gets you to stop and think. You know, I've I've had a lot of responses to it. So, um, so it's been uh, apparently uh, helpful to some folks. So, yeah, I'm grateful I, I for really that. Good. It makes you start to realize that, that everything's internal, isn't it? Everything's internal. Everything. And you know, when you were talking a moment ago about, we think you know we're. Rec- you know that we're going to get everything we want. That's the ego uh, idea of creation and desire. Right. You know, we have to understand the the innermost desire that is born of the relationship that's without separation from God. And this is what we're trying to explain here uh, in the, in this discussion. So I'm, I'm going to begin with uh, the second paragraph actually only reality can be true and reality is simple there is but the simplicity of love from that ocean there is birthed a multitude of forms a multitude of worlds a multitude of creations of which you are one like waves arising from the sea those creation remain linked eternally to their creator. Mm-hmm. That that is such. You, you know, do, do we we talk about reality, and it, sometimes reality we seem to mean mean uh, uh, is what we believe. You know, but re, in truth, reality can only be the truth. Exactly. Not not necessarily something we can believe. I enter football season every year with <laughs> the reality for me that the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I knew we'd get to a football analogy sooner or later. <laughs> sooner or later, that's right. And seldom <laughs> in recent years has that been the case. <laughs> So in that case, my reality does not coincide with reality, <laughs> with the truth. That is, and never coincides with that one. Never coincides with the truth, which is always true, uh, albeit we we don't like that. Uh, 
So we get back to the, and we are a wave. You are a wave arising from the infinite ocean of love that is the presence of God. This one sentence was very powerful for me when when, when I first read it, and uh, years ago. And and the reason it was powerful for me is because I was uh, also reading Brother Lawrence uh, again mm-hmm. and practice practicing the presence of God. Mm-hmm. And and I was going well. What is this presence of God? What is this presence of God? <clears throat> and and here, uh, for some reason, even though it's stated in that book, when it came to me from this book, uh, I realized love is the presence of God. And then, uh, yesterday, I, w- I was uh, in a service, at a service, uh, and got two passages from the Bible to read, and in one of the passages, it says, you search for God by feeling for God. And I went, whoa, you know, that's really the truth. And and you feel the presence of God by feeling this love. Hmm. And so when you're practicing the presence of God, excuse me, you're really practicing the presence of love. And the way to do it is is not through your mind, but through your heart. And it's this feeling that you that you are in this presence and this presence is all around you. And and it it starts out it starts out as you, you have to work up to it. You know, you do. Mm-hmm. You ha- you have but then uh it takes a life of its own. And at that point where it takes a life of its own and, and you simply sit down into the silence uh, and silently feeling and expressing uh, adoration, it develops, into, it develops into adoration. And at that point, uh, you're not meditating. God is meditating you. <laughs> With, I think with, that's a really uh, yeah, that's an interesting way to say that. I I would agree. And that 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 is that is the beauty of uh practicing the presence of God. And we're going to be uh doing a uh a technique for that in in our uh, in some of our courses. We're going to be working on a technique for the practice of the presence of God. I'm calling it the abandonment technique. Wow, that sounds uh, interesting. I, <laughs> it's going to be quite simple, but quite profound. I am a wave that has arisen from the ocean of my Father's holy mind. And though two waves seem to appear separated by what is called time, by even 2,000 of your years, when seen from a much broader perspective, those waves have arisen simultaneously from the ocean surface. They arise for the very same purpose, to express the simplicity, the innocence, the beauty, the creativity, the truth, and the reality of the ocean itself. The waves delight in expressing what seems to be a unique individuality, yet they carry the common thread 
of being made of the same substance and are truly governed by the same laws of creation. They know not the moment of their own arising, for only the depth of the ocean unseen can know the moment when it chooses to well up to create the expression of the wave, the power that is not seen, but hidden in the depth of the ocean, rises up and forms the wave, sustains it throughout the duration of its expression. It is from the depth of that ocean that it is decided when that wave shall return to the sea. And, of course, we are that wave. And it's, 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 Each wave, each of us, do carry a unique individuality. But we all are of that same substance, the spirit, in that we are one. And and that's where we arise from. Our individuality is not a separation of, it's an aspect of. Exactly. And we need to come to that realization. Uh, the world depends upon us coming to that realization. Now, I think, you know, we talk about natural disasters and hurricanes and, <laughs> excuse me, I think all those things are, are really a call for us to awaken. They're not meant to be harmful to us. They're radical steps to awaken us. Because what's the result of a natural disaster? We all come together as one and work towards a common purpose. So if we were to to learn this without the natural disaster, uh, maybe we wouldn't have to have so many natural disasters. (laughs) Well, you know, and it brings me to something that Michael Dowd talks about in his book, um, Evolution, creation and evolution, um, about the Darwinian idea of the survival of the fittest, but the but the idea that really prevails, which is cooperation. And if it wasn't the cooperation of the wind coming together at just the right moment and the amount of moisture in the air and all these factors that have to come together to create, say, a hurricane... Um, and 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 cause it to to get larger or smaller or to bring rain. It, it's a it's a real it's a real symphony of cooperation among what seems to be separate elements. And so that's right. And what does it cause us to do when we're affected by it? It causes us to become in the consciousness of cooperation because we have to cooperate in order to survive from a storm. We have to do what we have to do. We have to listen to the people who are trying to, to, to keep us safe and, and do all the preparedness things. And, and then when the storm passes, what do we do? We, we cooperate. We, we help one another. Um, and we people come from all over the country to aid people in another part of the country. And it's this... That is the truth of creation, not not survival of the fittest, but cooperation. That's and, beautifully uh, said. That's beautifully said. And I, that's what I see when I see the storm. 
I see cooperation is a part of its creation, and I see cooperation as part of the result of the effect it has on on us. It creates more cooperation. And in, in you know, and in that is the blessing of the hurricane. That is you know, the blessing may, of the hurricane. We may have to we may have to go through some stuff in order I mean, to get to that point where we realize, you know, duh <laughs> we're here to help Exa- each other. <laughs> it, exactly, Lee. That's exactly what I believe. And you know, we choose to build these you know, I lived in Florida for a long time, so I'm gonna get on my soapbox for a second, but you know, we choose to build these multi-million dollar buildings right along the ocean, knowing full well that hurricanes are a natural part of life. And then we all get upset when all these buildings are destroyed. Yeah, we don't honor the, the earth. Con- especially exactly. what? When the contractor decides to cut corners. <laughs> well, Yeah. You know, I'm not even going to add that, you know, ingredient into the mix. But, you know, but we choose these things, and that's what we we have to take responsibility for. When I studied the history of how New Orleans was even dredged out and is below sea level so they could build a seaport, you know, and, 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 and you know, and all the dams that have been built to create, you know, these uh, lands to farm in, and, you know, we manipulate the natural order of things instead of cooperate with them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dominion does not mean that we rule over or have a power over. Exactly. Dominion means we are the caretaker. Yes. And we cooperate. And that's when we grow. You know, all these great scientists that create even... You know, all of these technologies, you know, all of the, you know, just in the last five or ten years, all the technologies that have been created are born out of someone has an idea and everybody works together and pretty soon, um, you know, they come up with another idea or they develop uh, a certain technology or a certain scientific experiment or a certain you know, theory and physics, and 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 as they keep going, it keeps evolving and changing, and so all of that is done out of a spirit of cooperation. And when there's competition and and proprietariness about uh, owning some, you know, great idea or great scientific uh, evidence or you know, and it never grows when it's it's kept a secret, or you know. But things change when there is cooperation present, and that's what this is talking about. You know, we can know more. We appear separate, the wave from the ocean, but we are an integral part of that ocean. And so. Um, for only the depth of the I'm going to repeat this part for only the depth of the ocean unseen can know the moment when it chooses to well up and create the expression of the of the wave the thing that looks individual but it's not individual you know it's not individual at all the wave just appears individual and uh, but it is forever connected never separate from the greater 
which is the the enormity of of the ocean. So um cooperation is key. Where would you like to continue, Lee? Hello? We may have lost him. I think we're having some technical difficulties. Um so I will then just proceed on um so we have the wave seemingly appearing out of the ocean as an individuation. And then when it disappears, when when we no longer see it, when it returns to the whole, does it mean that it disappears? And the answer to that, according to this uh, text, is only from one perspective. But in reality, the very substance that was made manifest truly has not known birth and death, but only expression. So what this is saying is, and, and and many of us who are um having this kind of conversation realize that there is no birth or death there's just expression and a returning to the whole um so lee are you uh were you able to get back in i think so i'm here oh good 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 i was talking about how the wave appears to be separate um, and then when it returns to uh, the ocean, uh, you know, uh, that it really doesn't disappear, that it's just a perspective, uh, and that the wave was just made manifest but has not known really birth or death but only expression. So what this is suggesting then is that we consider ourselves as a wave arising from the holy mind of God. And I just think that is just beautiful. You want to continue from there, Lee, on the bottom of 41? Sure. (laughs) What if you were to continue yourself as a wave arising from the holy mind of God, born of God's infinite desire to expand herself, to express the infinite nature of love and creativity? What if you began to realize that all you have called yourself is the effect of love that you did not cause yourself to come into existence. Hmm. And th- that you know that that is so powerful because that's exactly um I I think what happened uh what call original sin. Okay? Uh-huh. Is is believing that we created ourselves and we're not creations of something else. We believe we were we, we believed we were self-existent. I alone exist. I exist apart from everything else. I exist as me. Uh, and I am me, rather than the I am is me. <laughs> you know, there's exactly. a huge difference. And it was stated, I, I think, therefore I am. But the truth is, I am, therefore I think I am. <laughs> I, I couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. And, and that is the perspective we have. We, we need to develop. Uh, we need to realize that we are not our egos. We are not our story. We are not our thoughts. Those things, true, those things are a part of us. But they are not who we are. They only influence our uh, our our experience. And where do those thoughts come from? Some of them come from within us. Some of them come from outside of us. 
proving the, the, you know, we think we are the cause of everything. When it says in our very creation, we are the effect. We are the effect of love operational in this dimension. That's truly what we are. Not the cause. We are not the cause. The cause is God. God is the cause. Mm-hmm. He caused our creation. Therefore, we are the effects of that cause of creation. And that that's a huge point. It certainly is. It's powerful. Why don't you go ahead and... and Okay, so now we're going to continue with this idea of us uh, arising um, that even even though we've arisen out of the ocean of love, it, it, it is not the wave is not the wave made of the same substance as the sea or as the ocean. Are we not given infinite and perfect freedom? For just as the Father perceives you, you are given the freedom to perceive yourself. And all of the other waves you might notice, even the ocean itself, in any way that you choose. So what's the goal? So the goal then of genuine spirituality is to realign the quality of your perception to mirror or to resonate with or to be in perfect alignment with the perception of the creator to be to see with God's eyes. And isn't that what Christ taught? In truth, you remain as you were created to be. And this means that in each and every moment, we are literally using the power found in the silent depths of the ocean of God's love that gives rise to our very creations and existence to perceive it as we desire. So we're going to now address the very nature of desire. We're going to talk about what it means and what it signifies and how it creates effects. You know, we'll talk about what the power of desire is or the value of it and the meaning and purpose of desire. And then we're going to figure out how to begin to bring that energy, which at times feels like a team of a thousand wild horses horses all wanting to go in their own directions, under your conscious and deliberate direction. Why? So that you might create as the Father created you, with perfect, deliberate, and infinite love. With perfect, infinite, and deliberate joy. And with perfect, perfect freedom. Now, that's beautiful. And this is what I think you were hinting at earlier when we talked about, you know, this is coming not from the perspective of the ego, but from pure love, from the agenda and the intention of creating out of infinite love. That's the desire we're talking about. That is the most powerful creative force. Absolutely. And that's... And and this 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 we are effect we are the effect of God's love, but even the effect of God's love is so powerful that it creates. Uh huh. 
And and so we are using that very same principle that created us to create our own reality, what we, what we call our own experiences. And that's, the, you know, we're reaching back all the way to that which created us, and we are, in, in, in a sense, recreating through us, our own experiences in life. The things that we desire stem from that one desire that God has to create us. Mm-hmm. It, that, that's amazing. And I will, I will go on with, with uh, desire. When okay. I walked upon your planet <clears throat> as a man... I confronted many different opinions about the nature of creation, the nature of humankind, the nature of consciousness, our self-identity. Just as you are now confronted with many schools of thought, so too is I. While that can seem to lead to great confusion, one must choose from the smorgasbord it actually serves not unlike the sand inside the oyster from which the pearl will come. It causes you to grate inside. Don't you love you that? You must find... I do. I, I love it and hate it at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it means you must decide. <laughs> yeah, but it's, you know, when everything's going perfect, we don't grow. We don't gain a deeper necessarily gain a deeper understanding. It's when it's when we create these challenges or mirrors that come into our life, other people, situations, the sand, so to speak, that grates against us. Is when we dig deeper and we we get these realizations. We're constantly. I remember you teaching me many years ago. I mean, enlightenment is a process and of, of realizations, a continuing process. Yes, and I have to remind myself that of all of that. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> every day. <laughs> and every day. That's right. And this is the tough part. <clears throat> you must find your own way to your own truth. For before each and every one of you lies your pathway, a doorway, an eye of the needle through which only you can fit. That makes it very tough. <laughs> well, it makes it very tough because we've we've been taught to follow, you know, other rules and 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 directives and practices and dogmas and you know all of those things. And so now we 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 we, we what do you mean? I can choose. That's right, Did and in, in, especially in religion, right, where where we are given laws that we have to follow. Right. But that's not really the truth. You, you know, that was the whole point between the Old Testament and the New Testament. You, if you could follow every one of those laws, you could follow every one of those laws perfectly and and never come to what they would call salvation. It, it wouldn't happen. It's only when you follow the Spirit that's within you that you come to salvation. And and salvation then is is 
the, a personal choice. Do you want it or not? Mm-hmm. Are you going to go for it? Are you not? St. Paul tells us we have to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. And and fear in this case means awe. And so, you, you know, and it is an awesome, it is an awesome journey, the journey of salvation. It, it's sort of like uh, you rest assured in it from the very beginning, but then it is a pathway that you hope for and an eventuality that you will realize. It's all those things rolled up into one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Therefore, in some respects, you are seemingly alone. You must make the decision to desire, above all things, awakening into perfect remembrance of your union with God. Now, that's a huge statement because that relieves us of all responsibility of having to what? Strive. Earn. Exactly. You can't earn what's already yours. That's why it's a gift. It, it's already yours. But you must awaken into perfect remembrance, and that is a journey. Mm-hmm. That is the journey we call salvation. And the first step of this journey is a decision to desire it. Just as a wave might finally decide that it has been birthed not to be fearful of being a wave, but to truly claim its individuation, its uniqueness, and to live that fully. And in that fullness, it decides to discover a way to be aware of its infinite union with the ocean itself. It decides to somehow break free of the myopic self-identification as one little piece of wave that rises in a place or a field of time and then lasts but for a second and then disappears. Celebrate our uniqueness, our individuation. Not being... Keeping up with the Joneses is not the goal here. Being you is the goal here because you were created in the perfect image and likeness of God. Be yourself. That's why we have to go through and be so strong. We go through the suffering to become strong so we can go through and we can be ourselves and be strong selves. And then when we discover that we are in union with the Odin of infinity itself, of infinite love, then we are very strong members, waves, bubbles, droplets of that one ocean. You know, what we're afraid of, though, in that process is we're so afraid if we listen to that voice within us that we're going to look different and that we're going to be ridiculed or ostracized. And and that's what we've sort of been conditioned to believe. Kind of reminds me of what... It reminds me of what Eleanor Roosevelt said. You know, always listen to what you believe to be the right thing to do for you because you're going to be criticized either way. You're going to be damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, so you might just as well listen to that inner, uh, you know, intuition and do what you believe is right. And that would be listening to this Holy Spirit or the God within you. Absolutely. And and, and we need to get we need to be mature enough to get over this need to feel so accepted, not that it isn't, you know, we need community and we need unity, and we should all feel comfortable with one another, even though we may look at things from a different perspective. 
if we all had respect for our each individual person, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If we all recognized ourselves as equal parts of the ocean, you see, mm-hmm. then and then you, you, our expression of that ocean would would be respected instead of, well, this wave doesn't look like this wave, mm-hmm. and I must strive to look like that. I must strive to be that. How many times? I mean. <clears throat> How many times were you told, boy, you need to be more like John, you know, because he's just doing everything right. And, of course, you know that John is really Eddie Haskell, right? <laughs> 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 and you're going, yeah, Mom, <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Right. And 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 so, th- th- that, but that was the perception we grew up with. You know, here here exactly. is a role mo- and the role model is, is not well. The same thing is true with Jesus. Okay, we've created this this Jesus mm-hmm. th- that that we must uh, conform to. But Jesus Himself did not teach confirmation to me. He taught, "Let me be you." Huge difference. There's a huge difference in that. Jesus honors us more than we could possibly ever honor him. And we 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 make the the uh oh there, there's this old song it's called plastic Jesus. <laughs> and and that's really the truth. We have created a plastic Jesus and we have said this plastic Jesus is who we must be. Mm-hmm. When Jesus never said that. Jesus said I am you and you are me. We are one, and we are one in the Father. And and that is is the key difference, I think, between the way we view Christianity and, and the way Christianity views Christianity, if you will. Mainstream Christianity has created a plastic Jesus and d- demands that we fit that mold. Christ himself has said, I am already you. You are already me. Let's live this life in love, peace, and harmony. You know? And that that and you be you. Because you and you when you are the perfect you, you are the perfect me. You can't help but be me. You exactly. you know what I mean? And and that I think is beautiful. Well, I think but we have trouble reconciling all of what the world has told us and conditioned us to believe and um you know and then listening to that voice is a slippery slope for us you know because we want to be accepted we want to be you know held in good regard and the minute we uh, our wave looks different you know we're going to stick out and we're we're not going to be able to handle that i mean look at all the emotional depression and everything that's in the world it's it's really amazing and right. and when you and it's all in the thoughts it's all in our thoughts, and we need to get rid of those nasty, sick thoughts. And and we can. We can choose differently. And and this course is, is a course in that. Uh, and then we have specific courses that you can take to focus in on one or two of, of the uh, 
of the b- bigger lessons of the way of mastery. Uh, uh, tutorials, if you will, on 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 various aspects of it, and and the reason for that is that you finally come to the. You, at what point do you not care what people think of what, of you? You have to come to the point where you just say, you know, the only thing that matters is what God thinks of me. Exactly, exactly. And He thinks I'm perfect, and to an extent. Uh, I try to demonstrate that <laughs> because uh, I am totally a nonconformist. If somebody expects me to show up in a suit and tie, I'm showing up in the flowered shorts and a pullover. <laughs> and and uh, and part of that is part of that is a statement I'm I'm really trying to make, and and that statement is, you know. What you think about a person should not be determined by that way that person looks. Exactly. Are you, you know, right? You must look to the heart of that individual exactly. and trust the heart of that individual, and not not the outward appearance of that individual. And and so that is, that is, you know, I consciously go against the grain many times in an effort to produce within that person a question. And that question is, why are you doing this? (laughs) And then I can give them my answer. And I can say, you are perfect just the way you are. You know, trust the perfection of who you were created to be. Trust in that. And And also trust in, yes, trust in that. And also trust that the same thing is at work in each person. Absolutely. What is true for you is also true for me in that we're going through the same thing differently. (laughs) Exactly. And what may appear to not to be distasteful or is just that other person's inability to be aware. That's all. Or their fear. Or their their fear. fear Whatever 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 prevents them from realizing that that same power is within them. And so what do we do? Absolutely. We have to send them we have to send them love. Do we always have to subject ourselves to the things that are unpleasant for us that they may be doing? No. Christ what did he do? He dusted the sand off of his sandals and he walked on. He didn't yeah, stay there. He didn't stay there and say, Oh, please throw another one. He got no, out exactly. of there. <laughs> he he just he just he didn't argue. He didn't defend himself ever. He didn't proselytize. No, he simply allowed them their time to figure it out because he knew what was within them, and he knew they were fine, no matter how well they how how they were behaving. He knew that what was going to prevail in the final analysis would be God, because that's who they really are, anyway. And so he was able to, and that's what we need to remember so and just uh, you know have that knowing that other person will figure it out they cannot not figure it out it's impossible not to to know um i I was wondering if we could take a little bit of the rest of this you know just little pieces of it and sort of make a closing prayer meditation out of it uh with some music um up to um i'm thinking from you know uh page 
43 until the top of uh, before we get to desire is everything and just weave that into some kind of a prayerful meditation for the next three or four minutes. I thought that might be a lovely way to uh, to conclude this this uh, episode. Would you like to do that? I will try. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping my internet connection changes. I mean, continues. Yeah. So let's take oh. a deep breath in. And release. And a deep breath in and release. For I say unto you, if God had not desired to extend love, you would never have come into existence. Your very sense of awareness of self is the result or the effect of love. It is the very same love that has birthed the sun, the moon, and all the stars in every dimension upon dimension upon dimension of creation. That very love that desired to be extended is the very source from which you have been birthed as you know yourself to be you are the effect of God's desire to extend love so when someone next asks you who are you please do not give them a name do not say well I was born in a certain town in a certain part of the planet do not tell them that you are a Democrat or a Republican or a Communist or an Atheist or even a Catholic. Tell them the truth. Who am I? I am the extension of love and form. I have never been born and I will never taste death. I am infinite and eternal. I shine forth as a sunbeam to the sun. I am the effect of God's love, and I stand before you to love you. That is beautiful. That was really beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Lee, so much for that. I'd just like to uh, thank all of our listeners uh, that are listening live and also all of you, uh, many, many of you who who listen uh, to our archive shows on demand. We are so grateful to the literally hundreds of you who have come to find us on here on Blog Talk Radio and who have supported us with their listening. And uh, we are very grateful to you for helping us um, uh, support us in, in getting this message of love out into the world. And again, if uh, you would like to be part of um, a personal journey, uh, and, and with some of the classes that we're having over Skype, particularly, 
uh, just send us an email at osjcommunity at gmail.com, and we'll be happy to uh, send you information. Those of you that are listening online, live, or those of you listening uh, on the uh, on-demand episode, you see some uh, pictures floating by on this uh, uh, little flash presentation, and there are two slides there that give you information uh, and websites and emails of, of how you can uh, inquire or ask a question. And if you have any um, uh, anything to offer that you might like to hear us talk about on this show, we would be grateful for your input and your feedback. So, uh, again, uh, we thank you. I'd like to thank you so very much, um, Lee Allen Peterson, for um, you know, creating this way of consciousness programming with me. Um, I look forward to it each week. And uh, it's such an extensive extension of the journey we have both been journeying on for the yay these many years. And uh, it's such <laughs> an honor. <laughs> I'm not that old. You know, You're so definitely just, not that old. Well, just a I am because I'm eternal. I'm eternal. That's right. We're eternal. Well, so how I'm, old is that when you, when, when you delight in the fact that you're not your age, but you are eternal? <laughs> I know. I'm forever, and I'm forever young, I guess. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, until next time, um, we thank you for listening. We're here each Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we send you many, many blessings of peace and love. Thank you for listening to The Way of Consciousness here on The Way of Consciousness Radio Network. Programming to inspire you to live from the divine indwelling within you. This was a production of The Order of the Friends of Yeshua. The Order of the Friends of Yeshua community was created to offer support to those who continually seek to embody the Christ message of love, forgiveness, compassion, oneness, and peace. OFJ is not interested in creating yet another worldly structure, which could, by its very nature, set itself apart and seeks not to focus on the personhood of Yeshua, Jesus, but to share in the divine realization that he came to share with us, which is that we are all created in the image and likeness of God, and that the kingdom of heaven is within. OFJ community, is an all-inclusive fellowship of spiritual seekers. We offer dialogue and studies for deep inner spiritual development and seminary courses for ordained ministry. If you feel called to be part of OFJ Community or to receive our monthly newsletter, please send an email to ofjcommunity at gmail.com. That's ofjcommunity at gmail.com. We'll be happy to send you information about membership and the various programs we offer. In these times of great change, OFJ Community's mission is to offer spiritual support, friendship, and direction to all. You can find us on the World Wide Web at OFJcommunity.org OFJmediamonastery.info On YouTube, 
at www.youtube.com slash user slash OFJTV to find us in the Apostolic Communion. You may find us at apostoliccommunion.info. Thank you again. This is executive producer of the Way of Consciousness Radio Network, Father Brian Michael Rice.